This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe. Welcome to another episode of Preservation Oaks. In this series, we introduce you to professionals from museums, cultural, genealogical, and historical societies across the United States. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Good day, everyone. This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe coming to you from Salt Lake City, and this is Preservation Oaks, the internationally syndicated original talk program on MicroStream Radio, where we feature interviews with professionals from museums, cultural and heritage institutions, historical and genealogical societies across the United States. Hey, thanks for listening. By the way, our main platform is preservationoaks.podbean.com. But wherever you listen to the program, I appreciate it very much when you like, comment, follow, or subscribe. We know that people want to have a better understanding of these precious organizations. They want to know how they're funded, how each is unique to the communities they serve, what programs and events they currently have underway, and what services they offer to the public and to their members. We believe this information is vital for people to know how to work with these organizations and how important it is to join, support, volunteer with, and donate to one or more of these societies. Hey, by the way, remember your donations to these societies are tax deductible. Each guest organization on Preservation Oaks brings with them a truly unique viewpoint and perspective around how they tell the story of their communities how they continue to be relevant for the times in which we live, and what kinds of exhibits and volunteer opportunities they've created. This makes listening to each episode of the program interesting, fun, and diverse. If you're listening and you'd like to be a guest on the program, or if you have questions or comments about the program, spin off an email to preservationoaks at gmail.com. All right, that being said, let's get the show snapping. Our historical June events for this episode. On June 6, 1944, also known as D-Day, the largest amphibious landing in history began in the early morning hours as Allied forces landed in Normandy on the northern coast of France. Operation Overlord, as it was known, took months of planning and involved 1.5 million soldiers in 47 Allied divisions, along with 4,400 ships and landing craft and 11,000 aircraft. American forces landed on two western beaches known as Utah and Omaha, while British and Canadian troops landed further east on Gold, Juno, and Sword beaches. By the end of the day, 150,000 Allied soldiers and their accompanying vehicles had landed, with 15,000 killed and wounded. 
On June 16, 1963, Valentina Tereshkova, 26, became the first woman in space as her Soviet spacecraft, the Vostok 6, took off from its launch site. She manually controlled the spacecraft, completing 48 orbits in 71 hours before landing safely. On June 18, 1812, after a whole lot of debate, the United States Senate voted 19 to 13 in favor of a declaration of war against Great Britain, prompted by Britain's violation of America's rights on the high seas and British incitement of Indian warfare on the western frontier. The next day, President James Madison officially proclaimed the U.S. to be in a state of war. The War of 1812 lasted over two years and ended up with the signing of the Treaty of Ghent in Belgium on December 24, 1814. Something for genealogists? Family tree research is one giant step backwards and one giant step forward, usually at the same time. Let me get some tea. Love Twining's tea. You can email us anytime at preservationoaks at gmail.com. Preservation Oaks is available for listeners on nearly all podcast platforms, Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. On our next episode of Preservation Oaks, we'll be meeting with the Iowa Falls Historical Society located in Iowa Falls, Iowa. They have a lot of wonderful videos available on their Facebook page. Iowa Falls is also known as the Scenic City. They tell an important story of America, and it will be fun and interesting chatting with Paul Hackbarth, the president of the society. For this episode, we greet Cindy Mayer, the Iowa State Coordinator of the IAGen Web. If you've used the IAGen Web, this episode will help you understand what the organization has to offer, how you can participate and take advantage of the worthwhile projects the organization has underway, and how to best support them by volunteering and donating. Here's a brief biography of our guest. Cindy's time with IHNWeb began in 2010 when leadership approved her application to adopt her Birth County Cherokee. At that time, she only had desire and a love for genealogy going for her. She had absolutely zero web and HTML experience. Today, 10 years later, she's the county coordinator for Cherokee, Lynn, and Johnson counties, and she babysits three more. She also served as welcome hostess for several years. Cindy's 40-year professional career ended when she retired from GE Capital Commercial Finance in 2015 as the operations manager. During those 40 years, she also had the opportunity to work for Northwestern Bell, AT&T, and Agon USA. Her career years provided her with operational management, project management, quality assurance, and training and development expertise. Cindy says, quote, I'm passionate about, wait, no, actually I'm crazy, insanely obsessed with genealogy and have been for over 30 years, unquote. Cindy has written two family history books and is currently working on a third. She's a member of both the Lynn County Genealogical Society and the Iowa City Genealogical Society. Welcome to the program, Cindy. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Sean. You're welcome. Hey, I've learned a lot about the state of Iowa over the last several episodes of the program, 
And what we've learned so far has been really interesting. A lot of things I didn't know before. Uh, and we've met some fantastic professionals. But there's still things to learn. For instance, the Iowa Gen Web is not the same as a typical genealogical society. For one thing, it's all online. There's no physical location that I'm aware of. And we're going to learn about all the other differences during this episode, thanks to Cindy Mayer. Cindy, can you educate us about the history of Iowa Gen Web? Love to. And I want to thank you for this opportunity to talk about Iowa Gen Web and all that it has to offer. Before I do that, I want to point out that Iowa Gen Web is part of the U.S. Gen Web project, which is a genealogy project that was established in the spring of 1996. It began with a comprehensive genealogy database in Kentucky, and soon the project expanded from Kentucky to all other states in the U.S., becoming then the U.S. GenWeb project. By August of that year, Iowa GenWeb was born. So now Iowa GenWeb is a group of volunteers working together to provide free and non-commercial internet websites for genealogical research in each of Iowa's 99 counties. And since we provide our service via the internet, we do not have a brick and mortar facility. Our volunteer coordinators live throughout the United States and work from home. We even have one coordinator who's working from Germany at the time. And Iowa Gen Web is fortunate to have its own IT support team made oh, nice. up of two volunteers who also manage their own county sites. Does the Iowa Gen Web have members who pay dues annually? There are no membership fees or dues required to utilize Iowa GenWeb services. But we do, however, rely on monetary contributions through our Friends of Iowa GenWeb charitable organization where people could enroll to support us annually. And I'll talk more about that organization later in the show. Okay, fantastic. So Iowa GenWeb is free and there's one Iowa Gen website for each county. Do you establish plans every year and then communicate those plans and meet those plans? And where are you headed next? We all agree on the leadership team and throughout the ranks of our coordinators that we want to be able to continue to provide value for genealogy and history researchers well into the future. So staying current with our technology presentation and content is important to us. We're always looking for ways to stay relevant. One of the things on our radar is to find ways to interest and engage younger people. Other considerations include being more mobile friendly or even creating an app someday. Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be great, actually. Uh-huh. Hey, what do the county coordinators do? What's their role? Well, the county coordinator is a volunteer role. And really is the backbone of Iowa Gen Web. Our coordinators give freely of their time, their energy, and expertise. And they are essential and very much appreciated. But before I explain their role, let me tell you just a little bit about who our Iowa Gen Web coordinators are. Okay. We currently have 54 coordinators who have been in their role anywhere from 1 to 26 years and who manage anywhere from 1 to 5 counties each. They live throughout the United States, and as I mentioned before, one is even temporarily working from Germany, and most of them have personal ties to the counties they manage. Our amazing team is made up of retirees and people currently employed. Their past and present careers include farming, 
We even have a retired college professor of mathematics and computer science. We have, as one of our coordinators, an assistant coach for a school Legos robotics team. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, we have nurse practitioners, and of course, we have lots of grandparents. But one thing they all have in common is that they love what they do for Iowa Gen Web. They all have a love for genealogy and have been involved in it in one way or another. Some have been active in their community genealogy and history organizations. And while some are involved in cemetery preservation, others have been members or officers of their local genealogy societies. Others just plain enjoy working on their own family history and helping others. Now, having known that as a background of who our wonderful coordinators are, let me tell you about their responsibilities. Their primary mission is to maintain and grow their Iowa Gen Web County website. That means that they're responsible for transcribing and adding new content at least once every six months. An example of what they do to maintain their site is to occasionally check that all the links on their sites are in working order. And they're also responsible for responding to queries from the public in a timely manner. Now, that's very cool. You said the county coordinators don't have to live in the county that they're responsible for coordinating. So they Correct. could live anywhere in the world, pretty much. Correct. Well, that's very interesting. That opens yes. up a whole lot of possibilities. Does the county coordinator work closely with the local county genealogical or historical societies? Um, for the most part, yes. Each county coordinator usually has a partnership of some sort with those organizations. That's what I was thinking. Especially if you don't live right there in the county, you would want to really work closely with those folks. That's true. Do you It'd train the, the county coordinators? Do they have to know like HTML or what's the training like? We have an onboarding process that takes our new coordinators through all of the systems that they would be using and the policies and procedures that go along with their role. Normally, we assign a mentor to the new coordinator for at least the first 90 days. That's about all that it takes to get somebody up and running. Okay. It depends on that coordinator's background and expertise when they come to us. I, as an example, had no HTML experience, so I needed to learn about websites and maintaining them. And I did that on my own, as well as having support from my mentor. Other folks who come to us who are experts in that area, of course, need less, less time. You mentioned some standards and policies so that the coordinators, <clears throat> when they become a county coordinator... They're educated on the standards for the site and, and how they're validated? Yes, we sure do. And I feel that these standards that we have set, and I call them quality standards, sets us apart from other websites. Quality and reliability is really a priority for us as well. We have a formal quality assurance process in place, nice. whereas we conduct a spring quality review, and then we do another one in the fall. And we ask our coordinators to do peer reviews. We provide them with a quality check form, and then we assign counties to them. And I can highlight just a few pieces of the review criteria if you'd like. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's safe to say we've all had the frustrating experience of clicking on a link, and in return, you get the message, website not found. Oh, right, yeah. And we don't want our visitors to be confronted with broken links. So we check to ensure that they're all in good working order. 
The coordinators all have access to an online link checker that identifies broken links on their sites and then allows them to go ahead and fix them. We also want to make sure our visitors are able to quickly find what they're looking for, so we check to make sure each site has a working search engine and that it brings back quick and comprehensive results for that site. And lastly, one of the, the main priority items is because we want to provide fresh and relevant content value for our visitors and, and hoping that that will encourage them to return, we check to see if new content has been added on a regular basis. And I, I have to say, <clears throat> this process has been in place for forever and it's paid off. Um, Iowa Gen Web was named the best Iowa genealogy site six years in a row, oh, beginning okay. in 2010. We were also recognized as one of Family Tree Magazine's top 101 genealogy websites back in 2010. Congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. We're very proud of having nice, neat, functional websites. As long as we have these checks and balances in place, we can make sure that things don't go on and on, which make it more difficult to correct down the road. Right. So how much leeway does a county coordinator have in the types of records they add to the site? One of the beauties of Iogen Web is that each county site is unique and it takes on a personality of its own. And that's because each coordinator has the freedom to design and organize their own county sites. And they can choose the content that they feel will benefit their particular audience for their county. One county site might contain material that another county site does not have. However, a visitor will find the same categories of baseline resources. For example, you will find information on cemeteries, township history, military records, census information on every site. The information may just be presented a little differently. That's really nice. So how did you get into this? Can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you came to do what you do now? I would love to. I had worked um, in a professional career for 40 years prior to retiring from GE Capital Commercial Finance in 2015 as one of their operation managers. Okay. And during those 40 years, I'd also worked for Northwestern Bell, AT&T, and then Agon USA. Through that career, I was able to obtain operational management, project management, quality assurance, training and development expertise. At the same time, for about 30 years during that 40-year period, I had been obsessed with genealogy research. And that's when I decided to apply for the Iowa Gen Web Coordinator position for the county where I was born, which was Cherokee County, Iowa. I happened to be out there doing my own personal research. I saw that they needed a coordinator, so I thought, wow, maybe I'll give this a go. While I had a lot of desire and passion, like I said before, I had zip. HTML experience, but the leadership approved my application. They took a chance on me. And with the help from my mentor, I was able to learn how to maintain a website. And today I'm coordinator for not only Cherokee County, but also Lynn and Johnson counties. I served as welcome hostess for several years and then was nominated and elected as assistant state coordinator two years ago. Yeah. After serving in that position for one year, I moved up to the state coordinator position which is the position that I enjoy today. Yep, and it sounds like you do a great job. Now, I can hear people already, you know, in the audience saying, well, you know, I might want to do that, but this HTML stuff is pretty technical. I don't know that I'm capable of doing that. How do you address that? 
Well, luckily, fortunately for us who are not well versed in that area, there are editors, web editors out there that people can use. I happen to use one that's called Composer. And all you need to do is actually just type in the information you want and it will help you format and present the information. Many of our coordinators actually do hand coding. I don't, but I admire those who can do that. Yeah. Is there any kind of a Composer piece of software that US Gen Web or Iowa Gen Web would recommend as a standard? There's a lot of different web editors out there and they all produce the same end product. So I don't think we would want to suggest one over another. Okay. There are some that are free. Mine happens to be free. And then there are some that have a lot of bells and whistles that, of course, you have to pay a price for. Now, as a county coordinator, you maintain the website. You maintain the website or portions of it according to certain standards and policies. But I was also reading on the Iowa GenWeb site that you guys work on special projects. What can you tell us about those? Oh, I'm, I'm happy to tell you about those. We currently have nine special project sites. The Iowa GenWeb special projects came to fruition as we identified areas of history that applied to all of Iowa and were not necessarily county specific. Take our Iowa history special project, for example, this special project managed by Constance Diamond, one of our volunteer coordinators, who actually brings the history of Iowa alive through the transcription of various Iowa history books and documents. The other special projects are, we have one that's the Iowa Family Group Sheet Project, where anyone can post or view family group sheets about people who resided in Iowa. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And on the military front, we have three separate projects, one for Iowa in the Civil War, one for Iowa in the Great War, and finally, Iowa in World War II. Those three projects were created to promote the people, events, and genealogy of Iowans who served in each of those wars. We have Iowa Old Press. That's a project that collects articles from old Iowa newspapers, which are oftentimes difficult for genealogy researchers to get. We have the Iowa State Census Project. That's an attempt to identify, transcribe, publish essentially all of the state census data for Iowa, not federal, but the state, and to publish it in a consistent, logical, download-efficient manner. Next to the last one is the Iowa WPA Graves Registration Survey. Those records contain burials throughout much of Iowa that were compiled by WPA workers back in the 1930s, including grave markers, which no longer exist today. And records can be searched within the county or statewide. But one of my favorite special projects is this last one, which is the Iowa Gravestone Photo Project. Years ago, our Van Buren County Coordinator, Rich Lowe, and his son developed a system which allowed users to submit gravestone photos from Van Buren County cemeteries. By January of 2003, it evolved into a special project for all of Iowa Gen Web counties. The project just took off like a storm. It experienced tremendous popularity and phenomenal growth. By August of 2011, the site held more than 400,000 images, but today there are over 1.3 million gravestone records with photos. Wow, that's neat. I would imagine that in the state of Iowa, there are a number of historians who think it's very interesting to write articles 
of some historical value and have the county coordinators place those on their sites. Is that happening? Mm -hmm. Yes, cool. that happens. Last fall, I had a gentleman reach out to me who had memoirs that he had collected from his father. He published a book and he asked if I would like to publish that book on our Cherokee County site. And of course I did. Yeah. So we worked in partnership to get it presented and uploaded on the site. And now other people can enjoy that. And it's preserved forever. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. Now, if I'm a researcher, regardless of where in the world I live, and I happen to go on Iowa Gen Web to a county where my ancestors were, and I feel like I need some help. I'm not a professional researcher. And there's people within Iowa Gen Web who have much more expertise than I do. Can I purchase research assistance from Iowa GenWeb? No, you could ask for it. Um, we provide it free, but I'll qualify that by saying to the extent that we're able to. We never charge for research services. We don't charge for anything. Wow. Um, but some coordinators have more time and resources than others to provide research assistance. Regardless, if we're not able to help, we are able to suggest other resources to help find what they're looking for. And again, we do not charge for any assistance, period. No, that's very nice. I also was reading on the Iowa Gen website that you have something known as genealogy boards. What can you tell us about those? Yes, those are those have been uh, very popular since they were developed by Iowa Gen Web. There's four boards, and access to those boards are located on each county site. Those four boards are for obituaries, one is for queries, one is for documents, and the last one is for biographies. So anyone can post relevant information to those boards, and the boards include a search mechanism that can be used within a county or even statewide. Nice. And today we have thousands of names and queries, obituaries, biographies, and miscellaneous documents to help people with their research. It's really been a great help. Now, if I make a post, I am at the public library, I find my grandmother's obituary, I transcribe it, and I put it on the genealogy board for mm -hmm. obituaries. At some point, does Iowa GenWeb then scrape the boards for all obituaries and make that sort of a separate category within the site? Oh, it will always be there. Okay. So the way that you access it, it's go back to that board and it will be there. You can also, a user can go in and type in a surname on the obituary board yep. if they're looking for that particular one, and it will bring up all of the obituaries that contain that surname either as the deceased, or a fellow family. All right. I want to move on and, and talk about funding. What kind of funding model supports Iowa GenWeb, and, and what are your funding goals this year? Sean, that's a great question, and I'm so glad you asked that. Iowa GenWeb would not be able to offer free genealogical and historical information to the public without funding. We are funded solely on donations from the public through a charitable organization we organized back in 2002, and it's called Friends of Iowa Gen Web. And because of Friends of Iowa Gen Web, we are able to fund the hosting of our websites. Because of Friends of Iowa Gen Web, we were able to fund the license and construction of the four genealogy boards that I just talked about. 
Bottom line, the funding we receive through Friends of Iogen Web ensures the long-term survival of our project. Today, it primarily funds the hosting of our sites, but over time, we may need to rely on outside expertise to keep us running and to keep us up with the latest and greatest web tools and technology. Yeah. All of the contributions that come through Friends of Iowa Gen Web are fully tax deductible in accordance with current laws. We've received contributions in memory of ancestors. We've also received donations from people who wanted to show their appreciation for research or assistance that they received from a coordinator. And it was totally not asked for. We're always pleasantly surprised when we, we see someone donate and they tell us it's because Mary took the time necessary to help me find what I was looking for. And Mary's just as surprised, but very, very glad. In a friend's membership and donations, they can be made numerous ways. It can be made by credit card, check by mail, or you can donate while shopping using Amazon Smile. Cool. Now, just so I have it straight, when I want to donate to Iowa GenWeb, I actually don't donate directly to Iowa GenWeb. I donate to the friends of Iowa GenWeb. That is correct. Okay, that's cool. I hope you're making lots of money because you're helping lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for free. That's the very cool thing. I know. Don't forget the free part. Nothing's free anymore. So in terms of Iowa GenWeb and the communities they serve, what kinds of outreach and education does the organization undertake across the state? When I think of outreach for Iowa GenWeb, what first comes to my mind is trying to fulfill our greatest need, and that is in finding volunteers to coordinate our county sites. That's right. our biggest challenge. Through the years, we've initiated several campaigns to recruit volunteers. We've created a coordinator recruitment poster, sent it to genealogy societies and libraries. We ask that they post it on their bulletin boards, announce our need at their meetings. And by doing that, our goal is not only to recruit coordinators, but to also remind people that we do exist. We have an Iowa Gen Web Facebook page where oh, yeah, we like nice. to post accomplishments. We realize, however, our audience is limited as more and more people move away from using Facebook. But if you're a Facebook user and if you would like to grab a pen, our Facebook page can be found at www.facebook.com slash Iowa, I-A-G-E-N-W-E-B slash. And on the educational front, many times our coordinators or officers have given presentations at genealogical and historical organization meetings. Well, of course, yeah, because they've probably been steeped in genealogy for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's time for our first break for a few minutes. We'll be right back to Preservation Oaks with Sean Thomas Radcliffe after these important messages. The Iowa Gen Web Project is a part of U.S. Gen Web. For over a quarter century, Iowa Gen Web's mission has been to work together as a group of volunteers in order to provide free internet websites for genealogical research in every county in Iowa. Iowa Gen Web is non-commercial and fully committed to free access for everyone, and you don't have to be a member to look at records. Iowa Gen Web needs volunteers and donations. 
volunteer now to be a county coordinator, or a volunteer who helps transcribe and maintain genealogical information. You can volunteer and do the work from home, anywhere in the world. Donate by visiting the Friends of Iowa Gen Web. To get there, just look for and click the Friends of Iowa Gen Web web link located on the lower left of the Iowa Gen Web Project website. Learn more about the Iowa Gen Web Project at iowagenweb.org. Connect with a county coordinator using the contact link located on each county page or contact the welcome host by clicking on one of the welcome host links on the Iowa Gen Web Project page. Please volunteer and help today. Hello, this is Sean Thomas. If you have a society in your area, then please support them with your volunteer time and funding. The more support they have, the more they can benefit the community in terms of providing records for family research and education for the public and students in grades K through 12. With adequate funding, the society can stand up a museum or sponsor historical and fun events in order to tell the historical story of the area and its inhabitants. Maintaining a society makes a huge difference in a community. Please don't wait. Show your support for your local historical or genealogical society today. They preserve our heritage and culture for existing and future children of all ages. Thank you. Just a reminder about the holidays we celebrate annually in these United States. Armed Forces Day is to acknowledge those still in uniform. Veterans Day is for those who served and have hung up their uniform. Memorial Day is for those who never made it out of their uniform. Please teach your children to observe these days each year. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. If you're a historical or genealogical society listening to Preservation Oaks, and you'd like to be a guest on the program, please email preservationoaks at gmail.com. Again, that's preservationoaks at gmail.com. Listeners, thank you for listening. You can comment anytime about the show or send suggestions by emailing preservationoaks at gmail.com. Thank you. And now, back to Preservation Oaks. Welcome back to Preservation Oaks. I'm your host, Sean Thomas Radcliffe, and we're here today with Cindy Mayer from Iowa GenWeb. We'll pick up where we left off. Cindy, what Thank kinds you. of libraries or research centers or sometimes genealogical societies take care of cemeteries or monuments? What kind of things does Iowa GenWeb do? Well, Iowa GenWeb, remember, is solely a free internet service. So, there's no brick or mortar that we have to care for. We don't work in the library. Well, we might work in the libraries, our coordinators may, but we don't really manage or care for any of their services. Well, that makes perfect sense. What about counties that don't have a regular genealogical society? I, I would imagine that there's some in Iowa and other states just don't have that expertise. And so what you've got is Iowa GenWeb filling that gap. Yes, that, 
And you know, that's happening more and more these days as we're finding people are, are losing interest in, in their local genealogy societies. Where, and that just means that our coordinator has to go out there and dig up resources and content um, on their own. Do coordinators go out and write proposals for grants? No, but we just talked about that just yesterday, okay. actually. So that might be something we'll con- consider in the future. So in terms of records, I'm a county coordinator, let's say, and, you know, I, I've got all kinds of people in the county that potentially have records for, of their families and of, you know, different things. What kinds of records has Iowa GenWeb received as donations from the public? Well, we received a lot of information, records, contributions from the public, and boy, are they greatly appreciated. Um, they can come in the form of birth, marriage, or death records. Um, some people submit precious family history, memoirs, and photos, and we're always happy to receive those because we realize how often family history and photos are simply tossed yeah. and then lost forever. So if these items are shared with us, they're digitized and then they're there to be preserved for future generations. When I think about giving some of my family records, I would give to the Family History Library or I would give to the local genealogical society because then I would know they're going to be kept in archival storage and then they're going to be digitized and so on. Mm-hmm. Can people get the same kind of feeling, you know, of safety with Iowa GenWeb? Yes, absolutely. And sometimes while you may have that information available to the public in a brick and mortar museum or library, it may not be digitized. Right. Or it might be quite a while before it's it's digitized. Since all of our records are digitized, that's who we are. Um, you can be assured that they'll be posted. Yeah, very cool. You mentioned a couple of things that are um, your most pressing needs. Number one was mm-hmm. volunteers, and number two, or I might have it reversed, but one of them was volunteers, and the other one was uh, to attract younger people. So when we talk about volunteering, you know what, we know that we have a county coordinator role, but underneath, if you will, the county coordinator role, there's probably a whole framework of volunteers needed to do things. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Volunteers are essential. But before I speak about those other opportunities to volunteer, our biggest need is indeed in the way of volunteers uh, for coordinators to adopt a county site. Okay. We currently have 22 counties that do not have a designated coordinator. I think that's the highest number of orphan counties that we've ever had. But rest assured, each of those counties are not neglected. They have a babysitter who is a coordinator from our existing pool. But the sites would truly be more effective and reach their potential if they had a coordinator of their own to keep it alive and well. If someone loves genealogy and history and they have time to volunteer, you're able to use a computer and you like the idea of working from home, then I just really put out there to consider applying for this role. There's a short application process, nothing scary about it. 
the leadership team reviews each application to see if they think it would be a good fit for this individual. If approved, we have that welcome hostess team who helps the new coordinator get set up with whatever they need to be successful. And oftentimes, I think I mentioned this before, uh, welcome hostess will mentor the new coordinator during the first 90 days. Right. Now, we also, in, in terms of other ways to volunteer, all of our special projects that we talked about earlier, they have designated coordinators to care for them right now. But if someone had a desire to help contribute to those sites or help transcribe for those sites, we would love to hear from them. Our value add is always in the way of transcribed records. We're always looking for people to volunteer their time to transcribe records or indexes for our counties. And we also appreciate it when people have historical books or other genealogical records in their possession, and they offer to do lookups for people who need information. We'll list their name and contact information and what resources they have available on our county site so people know that they can reach out to them. Well, there's all kinds um, of ways for people to help, not just oh, being yes. a county oh, coordinator, yes. even though that's the greatest need right now. Exactly. There's all kinds of ways. If you have family history knowledge about a particular surname, we welcome you to post your name and email address on our site as someone who would be able to help with the family history of that surname. And if you're interested in volunteering for any of those roles, there's a Join Our Team link on every county site homepage. Nice. You click on that link, you'll find more information about the opportunities as well as a link to use to express your interest. That link. Uh, routes is an email actually that routes to our welcome hostess team and they normally respond within 24 hours. And if someone really wishes they could volunteer but just don't have the time, there's always of course that opportunity opportunity to contribute monetarily through Friends of Iowa Gen Web. Yep, good point. Now I know that there's there's organizations and I, I want to call out like the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts that do badges for genealogical work and historical work, I believe. And mm -hmm. there's also community colleges that have, you know, people that are focusing on history, trying to get degreed in history. Maybe that's something that you could go after to say, let's partner with these folks so that these people spend time and get credit, maybe, for time being a coordinator. Yes. Yes, that's a great idea. And we have used the Boy Scouts in the past where they have gone to cemeteries and photographed tombstones, transcribed the information on the tombstone and submitted them through our Iowa Gravestone Photo Project. Kids are so smart nowadays. How old, I know. <laughs> how old do I need to be to be a coordinator? Could I be in high school and be a coordinator? Gosh, good question. I would say yes, if you could fulfill all the other qualifications. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yep. I keep thinking, let's say it's County A and County B. And County B just has a ton of work. You know, they've got all kinds of records that need to be transcribed and so on and so forth, where County A already has a majority of that done. Do you utilize volunteer resources across counties? Oh, yes. Yes. One thing that always impresses me about our team is that we're always offering reaching out to help our other coordinators, particularly if, if um, all of a sudden their workload goes up. 
Is there any competition that you perceive with state or county or regional societies where the state archives might say, well, we've already got that, so why are you putting it on Iowa Gen Web? No, we just have to be careful with copyright. We, we pay attention right. to, to those restrictions. Sometimes we run into genealogy societies who don't want to share their information yeah. because they want to be that point of contact. Um, yeah. for it. Plus, it's a funding um, source for them if they can charge something for it, right? Yes, yes. And and I appreciate where they're coming from, but at some point, what will they do with all that information? Um, you know, you hear horror stories about where all of a sudden the, the organization folded right. and all the information is sitting in boxes in, in somebody's basement. Yep. Um, and then that person passes away eventually, and whoever is charged with coming in to clean out the house says, oh, what's this? Looks like it should be shredded, and they throw it out. I actually had an experience that, that didn't turn out badly. In Cherokee County, the Genealogical Society had gone belly up years and years ago, and the lady who had been president last had passed away. And luckily, luckily for all of us and Cherokee County enthusiasts, this person reached out to me and said, I have all these boxes of stuff. Yeah. They look like their history, county history and, and pictures. Do you want them? I said, I'll drive and I'll, I'll, I'll come get them. <laughs> That's very cool. So that was, that was a good story where it could have very well gone the other way. Absolutely. They may not have even known to contact somebody. Yes. We truly love the genealogy societies and, and the libraries and the work that they're doing. I, I just want to impress on them to think about tomorrow. What happens tomorrow with that information? What happens if there's a fire in your library? Just Food for thought. What hurts my heart personally is when I walk into a an antique store and I see a box of photos, oh. old photos with no names on them, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Can someone join as a member of the Friends of the Iowa Gen Web right from the Iowa Gen Web website? Absolutely, yes. Okay. On the home page of every county site as well as the primary Iowa Gen website, is a link to Friends of Iowa Gen Web. Fantastic. I know you mentioned Amazon Smile. Do the Friends of Iowa Gen Web offer PayPal? Yes, we do. You don't have to use the actual PayPal system. You can use your, your credit card rather than using the official PayPal. Oh, nice. So I want to remind listeners, besides the website, Cindy has already mentioned that the organization uses Facebook. You can go to iagenweb.org. That is where you'll find Iowa GenWeb Project. And, of course, Facebook. Just look for Iowa GenWeb, iagenweb. And then on every county page, there's contact information for that county. And there are welcome hosts available to handle any questions. You can also send an email to welcome underscore TO2 underscore IAGenweb at IAGenweb dot 
org. That all sound right, Cindy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, why is the organization, in your opinion, why is the organization important to the community? What makes your organization different or unique from other genealogical organizations? Well, let me address our uniqueness first. We offer the convenience of providing resources via the Internet. And as we've said numerous times, the information is free. You don't have to drive to a location to access our records. You don't have to be a member to access our records. And your research can be done from your own kitchen table at your own convenience. As for the importance to the community, in my opinion, I believe that we help preserve and make available that precious history of the state, county, townships, and communities. I personally don't think we appreciate history as much as we should these days. History is the knowledge and understanding of the past. It's the story of who we are, where we come from, and it can help us understand the culture our ancestors experienced. And those experiences likely shaped who we are today. So I think we help provide the ability to broaden ourselves. Yeah, and hopefully you'll just keep on growing. What's the benefit of joining the Friends organization? Besides a warm feeling that I'm supporting, which is great, but are there any perks? There's no physical perks. You don't get a, a badge of honor. When you join Friends for Iowa Gen Web, you get the satisfaction of helping preserve and present genealogical information, which is sadly, uh, like we said, so often lost through the generations and, and helping us keep that information free. Yep, that's very important. If I want to connect with someone in the organization, is the right person to connect with? You know, if I've got a question or something, go to the county and or go to the welcome to iowagenweb at iowagenweb.org. Is that the right way yes. to do it? Yes. If you go to the primary IA Gen Web site, you'll find numerous ways to contact us. You can also contact us through the hostess email, which you gave just a moment ago. And, and most importantly, each coordinator's contact information is on each of their county, their own county sites. Oh, right. Yep. That's important. Do you get feedback from the public on coordinators? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, good. We do. Is there any other information or any other message that we haven't covered that you would like the community or members to know about? I don't think so, Sean. I think, I, I hope that we've covered it all and have presented Iowa Gen Web as the organization that I'm so proud to be a part of. We really strive hard to do the right thing and provide that information that's so often lost and uh, keeping it around forever. Yep, I think your organization is fantastic, which is why we had you as a guest on the program. This organization, you know, I've been in genealogy myself for a while, and it was always a go-to for me, always. And it was always a, a level of standards and a level of expertise that I always benefited. Even if I found nothing, that meant, oh, they weren't in that county. Reflecting just a bit, how do you think your volunteers, the public, view Iowa Gen Web in terms of benefits and value. I'm thinking that at some point you're getting some feedback from the public, right? Yes. And it's normally 
through the Friends organization where someone will be so delighted with what we had to offer or the assistance that they receive that they will either write uh, to commend that site or that coordinator, or they'll do that and send a donation. Nice. Anybody take a coordinator to lunch? (laughs) No, but what I've done recently is I've congratulated our coordinators on their anniversary. So as I said earlier, we have coordinators anywhere from one to 26 years that have been with Iowa Gen Web. So I've been writing up kind of biographical sketches about who they are so that since we are remote, we don't have the opportunity to see each other, really have good personal conversations with one another. It allows us to get to know each other. Yeah. Do you have like coordinator conferences? It hasn't been necessary. We've we've done all of our correspondence through email and it seems to work very well. Yeah. But I do have a Zoom meeting planned with our welcome hostess team just to make sure we all understand the the procedures and the the process. Well, Cindy, I want to thank you for spending the time with us today. I know I've learned a lot more about Iowa Gen Web and U.S. Gen Web and and the mission that you're trying to do for people free of charge. And I'm really happy to meet you. It's a great organization, and thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you, Sean. Again, I really appreciate this opportunity. It's a rare opportunity for us to be able to sell ourselves and spread the word about the services that we provide. So I'm I'm really grateful that you reached out and allowed me to do this. I'm glad to help anytime. And with that, listeners, we'll end our time with our guest, Cindy Mayer, the Iowa State Coordinator of Iowa Gen Web. Please stay tuned for my comments and wrap up, which is coming up next. You're listening to Preservation Oaks with Sean Thomas Radcliffe, the program where there's always something new. history on by joining, donating, and volunteering at Iowa GenWeb today. Their mission is to provide free internet websites for genealogical research in every county in Iowa. Iowa GenWeb is non-commercial and fully committed to free access for everyone, and you don't have to be a member to search records. Iowa GenWeb needs volunteers and donations. Volunteer now to be a county coordinator or a volunteer who helps transcribe and maintain genealogical information. You can volunteer and do the work from home, anywhere in the world. Donate by visiting the Friends of Iowa Gen Web. To get there, just look for and click the Friends of Iowa Gen Web web link located on the lower left of the Iowa Gen Web Project website. Learn more about the Iowa Gen Web Project at iowagenweb.org. Connect with a county coordinator using the contact link located on each county page or contact the welcome host by clicking on one of the welcome host links on the Iowa Gen Web Project page.
Please help and support this excellent organization. You're tuned in to Preservation Oaks. Stream us from wherever you get your podcast. We're with you anywhere you go. This is Batman. This year for his birthday or Father's Day, Dad doesn't want another tool. He does not want your picture in a frame. He does not want some device that trims unwanted hair from his body. He does not want anything that makes more honeydew work for him. He does not want anything made in class at 4-H or Boy Scouts. He does not want anything ritzy-ditzy technical from a magazine for people who like 007. He does not want a book he'll never read. And he does not want a gift card. This year, give Dad a gift of history at your local museum, cultural and heritage institution, historical and genealogical society. You can get Dad a membership and the phone number so he can have somewhere to volunteer to make a difference and spend some time helping the community and learning. Give him something for him, not for you. History. This is Dave Hurlbrink. President of the National Agriculture Center and Hall of Fame in Bonner Springs, Kansas, and I love listening to Sean Thomas Radcliffe on MicroStream Radio. Thank you for listening to Preservation Oak. If you're a member of a museum, historical or genealogical society that has not yet been featured as a guest on our program, please let them know to contact preservationoaks at gmail.com. We welcome everyone. Thank you. This is Stacy Gosling from the Winnesha County Historical Society, and I love listening to Preservation Oak on MicroStream Radio. And now, back to Preservation Oak. Hey, welcome back. You know, genealogical and historical research organizations are like a multifaceted gem, and one of the shining facets in Iowa is the Iowa GenWeb. Iowa GenWeb is a part of U.S. GenWeb. They're a group of volunteers working together to provide internet websites for genealogical and historical research in every county and every state of the United States. The project is non-commercial and fully committed to free access for everyone. As I chatted with Cindy Mayer, the Iowa State Coordinator of the Iowa GenWeb, I really wanted to understand how Iowa GenWeb differs from other genealogical or historical societies. And Cindy was so kind in helping all of us to recognize the unique mission and differences of Iowa GenWeb. You folks in Iowa are very lucky to have this organization, which has been recognized as the best Iowa genealogy website for six years in a row, and by Family Tree Magazine as a Top 101 genealogy website. You all have a great Iowa GenWeb state coordinator in Cindy Mayer. She's passionate about the quality and reliability of each of the county websites. A visitor will find the same categories of baseline resources on every site. Cindy really understands the mission 
She's able to convey the mission to others and has a vision for what Iowa GenWeb needs to accomplish as it offers more value to genealogical and historical visitors into the future. We learned that the Iowa GenWeb operates completely online and that there's an Iowa GenWeb website for each of the 99 counties in Iowa. Each one of the county websites is managed by a county coordinator. There's a common set of standards for each Iowa Gen Web county website, which are continually being validated. This ensures that people visiting the county websites receive a great experience. The most pressing priorities of the Iowa Gen Web are, number one is to ensure there's a county coordinator managing each county website. Right now, there's 22 counties of the 99 across Iowa that don't have a dedicated county coordinator. They do have a babysitter, but not a dedicated county coordinator. Please reach out to Iowa GenWeb today and become a county coordinator. The requirements are that you have a love for genealogy and history, you have the time to volunteer, you can use a computer, and you can work from home. That's right, you'll be trained, mentored, and you can do the work from anywhere in the world. A quote from Cindy, the county coordinator is a volunteer role and really is the backbone of Iowa GenWeb. Our coordinators give freely of their time, their energy, and expertise, and they are essential and very much appreciated. Most of them have personal ties to the counties they manage. They all have a love for genealogy and history and have been involved with genealogy and history for some time. Priority number two is to attract and retain younger people to the vision and mission of Iowa GenWeb. Cindy and I discussed attracting younger people from local colleges and other organizations. And finally, priority number three is to ensure that Iowa GenWeb is using the latest technology in order to fulfill the mission. This will ensure that Iowa GenWeb provides value into the future. Cindy highlighted how important it is to Iowa GenWeb to stay technologically current with technology, presentation, and content. Cindy and her team are also investigating the potential of creating a mobile app. Now, there are some counties across Iowa that don't have a dedicated genealogical or historical society, and so Iowa GenWeb is there to fill that gap. For counties that do have a dedicated genealogical or historical society, the society may not have the technical capability to digitize all their records so they can make them easily accessible online. As Cindy pointed out, quote, when the people of the county share records and information with Iowa GenWeb, they are immediately digitized. Sometimes, while you may have information available to the public in a brick-and-mortar facility, it may not be digitized, or it might be quite a while before they're digitized. Since all of the Iowa Gen Web records are immediately digitized, you can be sure they'll be posted online and be freely available to everyone. The organization is supported 100% by donations and volunteers, and there's always plenty of diverse and fulfilling things to do as a volunteer. Everything visitors receive is free. If you don't have time to volunteer, then at the very least, please help support the Iowa GenWeb by visiting the Friends of Iowa GenWeb and donating. Cindy reviewed the funding and fundraising particulars of the organization. So, you know where the funds are going and what they're being used for and what the priorities are. That makes it easy to make a decision to donate. As we discovered during this episode, the Iowa GenWeb organization is truly one of our nation's preservation oaks. 
So I want to remind listeners, besides the website, Cindy has already mentioned that the organization uses Facebook. You can go to iagenweb.org. That is where you'll find Iowa GenWeb Project. And, of course, Facebook. Just look for Iowa GenWeb, iagenweb. And then on every county page, there's contact information for that county. And there are welcome hosts available to handle any questions. You can also send an email to welcome underscore TO2 underscore IAGenweb at IAGenweb.org. Iowa GenWeb has made it incredibly easy to communicate. First of all, there's a link to communicate with the county coordinator on every Iowa GenWeb county website. On the Iowa GenWeb main site, you can also click on the link to go to the Friends of Iowa GenWeb where you can donate. And lastly, you can click on the link on the site or just send an email to welcome underscore to to underscore iagenweb at iagenweb.org. Now, there were a thousand questions I could have asked during our time together, but I didn't in the interest of time. If questions occur to you and you'd like more information, please just connect with the organization via the contact information provided in this episode. If you're not already volunteering and donating to Iowa GenWeb or the Friends of Iowa GenWeb, please consider supporting the organization. I hope this information helps the audience understand how valuable the organization is across the state of Iowa and what kinds of free services they provide for people to make progress on their genealogical and historical research. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. Music used today is from Scott Holmes and Symbolbird, Daniel Vesey, Alexander Nakarada, John Bateman, and DJ Williams. Microstream Radio is a registered trademark. This broadcast is owned and copyrighted by Microstream Radio. It cannot be rebroadcast, downloaded, copied, or used anywhere without the written permission of Microstream Radio. Thanks to everyone for listening. This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe. We'll see you all next time on Preservation Oaks.